San Antonio continues a trend of expansion and growth. Towns west of San Antonio are seeing that expansion land right on their doorsteps. Our families arrived in 1845 and uh, they came from France. We believe that this is the next Bernie. Castroville is home to about 3,000 people and a very unique history. A new planned development would add hundreds of homes to the town in the coming years. You know, that's a thousand lots projected and that well, a thousand lots, that's 800 dogs. So I thought, <laughs> that's patience, no. In this episode of Commerce Street, a Ken's Five original podcast, producer Kristen Dean spoke with the mayor of Castroville, along with community members who have concerns about rapid growth. The overall project size is approximately 430 acres. Alsatian Oaks is a vision years in the making. The planned community will have a transformative effect on the town of Castroville. The uh, project is located on Highway 90 at, um, at the intersection of FM 471. Will Collins is the CEO of Merritt Commercial Real Estate. He's overseen the development of the community since its beginning. It's the southern intersection of FM 471 also picks up right by the river and runs north from Highway 90. Um, we will extend FM 471 through our project and, and rename that uh, to a different um, arterial Alsatian Oaks Parkway. But uh, so that's the location of it. Uh, we are within the city limits of the city of Castroville. Um, this is a master plan community, which means that we will have a mix of different use types and it has been land planned from the beginning. So uh, to make sure that there's a cohesive, um, cohesive design and cohesive land plan for all these different uh, use types. Castroville's mayor, Darren Schrader, has pledged to work with the developers to bring responsible growth that honors the unique history of the town. When I first heard about it, um, I, I thought it was kind of interesting and it's inevitable. The people will build houses, they will buy a property. I mean, the, there's a lot of farms out here that have been in people's families really for generations. And um, now the land is becoming a little bit more valuable and they're selling them. The families are doing really well. Um, the developers have a chance to go and, and do their business and then new families get a chance to enjoy it. So um, I'm one that uh, if I had the, the choice, I would move into Castroville and close the door behind me and not let anybody else in. but. Uh, when I came here, they were so welcoming to me. Um, people here are just absolutely amazing. And so it, it was a bit of a shock. Um, it's a large subdivision. It will essentially double the size of Castroville uh, in just a few years. The history and heritage of Castroville live in Patricia and Les Shearheart. Our families arrived in 1845 and uh, they came from France. Alsace is a historic region of France that borders Germany and Switzerland. Settlers from the town came to Castroville in the mid-1800s. My grandchildren are eighth generation Alsatians. Her grandparents and my, I mean, her great-great-great-grandparents and my great-great-grandparents rode the same ship from, uh, from Alsace to here. Actually, they came from Belgium, uh, but they were Alsatian, but of course, Alsace doesn't have a ship port. Uh, We've lived here all of our lives. 
we live on a piece of property that's been in my family for since 1870, uh, 1887. So we're we're a part of it. We were fortunate uh, when we were little children. We got to be all over Castroville, and the grandparents were here. Those that didn't live out in the country, they lived in town, and all the other relatives. So we just roam around town and and. Uh, just the nostalgia, and it still gives me goosebumps to remember how we did how we did that and how we felt. I still feel the same. When I was a, a child, and when Patsy was a child, we were around Castroville, and uh, the English language was unusual to hear English language spoken on the streets. It was Alsatian and Spanish, mm -hmm. and uh, our parents, neither of our parents could speak English when they started school. They still spoke, spoke the old Alsatian dialect. and uh, But of course it's dying now. There's not many of us who can speak it. The Shearhearts say they're ready to welcome the new residents of the development. Well, it's it's progress and we're not going to not going to stop it. There were some who at one time wanted to stop this uh, and keep Castleville uh, intact. And, but it's it's inevitable. Yeah. The the growth is inevitable, but they're still keeping the old old buildings and the the history of Castleville uh, alive here. So uh, I think both of them can both of them can exist. Yeah. The, the big problem here, of course, is the traffic has yeah. has really changed this town. We'll just embrace our growth, make the best of it, and embrace it. It'll bring good things, may bring some bad things. We don't know. Uh, we trust that our mayor and his council will take care of us. And uh, we elected them to, to do that. Longtime residents Luis and Mary Arguez also understand what makes Castroville so special. Well, we came from Kentucky. We're both veterinarians and uh, I work on horses. She works on small animal. We came in October, 1995. And one thing that struck us just immediately when we got to town and setting up bank accounts and everything, people were so nice. And we were suspicious, they're too nice. <laughs> but it turns out that it was a genuine, yeah, yeah. a genuine niceness. And, and nice. we've been here ever since and, and have raised our kids here and, and uh, opened a veterinary clinic and have been blessed really with a great community. Like the Shearhearts, they are welcoming the growth of the town and are hopeful the new residents can see the value of such a unique place. You know, we're like Castroville, we're so small, you know, who wants to come to Castroville? But when you think about it, Castroville's it's pretty, it's welcoming, it's got a lot of positives for it that people are attracted to, you know. We've got camping, we've got RVing, we've got, you know, great school district. Um, you know, there's a lot of pro a lot of pluses for, for Castroville. You know, that's a thousand lots projected and that, well, a thousand lots, that's 800 dogs. So I thought, that's patience, no. But, uh, you know, there there is a traffic thing, but uh, I think, uh, you know, we're going to manage and, and eventually with that revenue, infrastructure will come and everything that's done in this town is done the right way. And we've noticed since we have been here for 26 years, been an amazing community. They come together and they do things right. Uh, I didn't have that where I grew up, uh, which is a nice community and all, but but this town has is, is really been very welcoming and it's just been a great place to raise a family. I'll tell you what. Well, there's always going to be growing pains. I mean, I think you know, you've, you've got to learn how to absorb, you know, all the people and obviously the traffic and the flow and everything. But I think it's it's all doable. It's 
not anything that anybody hasn't yeah. done before. It's going to come and it's on. It's already yeah. in, it's encroaching and it's on its way. So we just have to do it the right way. We have to deal with it because it's coming whether we like it or not. And I'm I'm kind of excited about it, you know, um, but I think it, if it's done the right way, it'll be fine. Everything will work out. You know? As far as the development itself, town leaders agree that they appreciate that Merritt Commercial Real Estate was willing to hear their concerns. They don't want to see developers come in and be purely profit motivated. They, they don't want to see cheap product being built, cheap housing. When I say cheap, I mean not quality housing being built, um, stuff that's not going to be well-maintained, uh, it's not going to last for um, a long time, which will influence the look and feel of their community. And uh, and then I, I would say, you know, they, they have a big concern about traffic, which is completely understandable. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to sit in congestion to and from work every day. And, uh, uh, just in general, you know, all, all the concerns that come along with growth and changing the look and feel of the community that you live in and the reason why you moved to that community or have remained in that community. So uh, it is uh, one of those things that it was done really well, actually, because it was not uncontrolled growth. Uh, you think about urban sprawl. Urban sprawl is uncontrolled growth. This was very controlled growth. Uh, well, and his group have been uh, really good about partnering with us. Uh, we believe that this is the next Bernie. That's what we, that was really our, you know, to use an analogy, we believe that Castroville in 2009 was akin to Bernie in the, in the mid eighties and um, that it had the potential to grow in that sort of community. Um, higher end community uh, with folks who would live in a, in a, a town that had its own unique identity and heritage, um, but was accessible to the big city amenities and, and offices of San Antonio. So we loved the fact that this was on Highway 90. Um, I made, the, while the distance may be a little longer, the drive time is shorter than uh, than it would be for folks who are living on Petrenko Road uh, near 1604 or Culebra. Uh, so it made it more accessible than, than some of those um, development projects that were closer in proximity, but drive times due to congestion on those uh, thoroughfares not being located on a highway uh, this made, made this project more accessible. So it was a long-term bet on the growth of San Antonio, long-term bet on the growth of Castroville and the fact that it did have its own unique identity, its, you know, its own unique heritage and culture, uh, very much a, um, a tight-knit community, family community, and, uh, and knew that you know, the families here had a... Uh, a long-standing and proud heritage, and they were very interested in continuing to reinvest in their own community. We're seeing that now with the fund that's been put together by, uh, I think, two handfuls of local families that um, have created a fund to revitalize downtown, to um, revitalize a lot of the historic buildings down there. They they see the opportunity that's coming and. Uh, and really want to make sure that they are involved in shaping 
the future of Castroville and not not letting outsiders come in and, and dictate the look and feel of their own community. Um, and then you spoke about making sure that the development is high quality, um, not the cheap housing or um, low quality housing. So what are you doing to ensure that takes place? Yeah, great question. So uh, primarily um, to, on the residential side, I would say two things. One, we came to agreement with the city of Castroville that we would maintain a minimum lot size of 6,000 square feet and uh, versus a more dense, densely populated um, residential or more, more densely populated residential housing. And, uh, and that was a big one for them. Um, secondly, we agreed that uh, all the homes would be three-sided masonry and masonry includes stucco, stone, and brick. So, um, versus, you know, all four sides being uh, some sort of siding, uh, wood siding product, um, three sides are required to be masonry. And then also um, we have architectural control over the home product that's, that's uh, constructed out here. And we have worked with the home builders that are coming out here to, um, to provide direction on uh, architectural accents and architectural elements that, uh, that you can find in the community today that represent the Castroville community. So influencing uh, specifically on, on design style. In the meantime, the Shearhearts will continue to pass down their traditions and language to the next generations. We still have clubs, Alsatian clubs, where you learn to speak the Alsatian language if you'd like to. It's easier to learn if you've heard it when you were a child. If you didn't hear it ever, it's difficult to learn. And uh, Les and I taught it for a year and a half at the li library. And uh, it was amazing that people would come in and and we'd be having class and they'd say, oh, I heard, I remember hearing that word from my grandparents. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Commerce Street, a Ken's Five original podcast. To hear more episodes like this one, head to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. You can also find our entire Commerce Street series at kensfive.com slash commerce street. I'm Erica Zuko with producer Kristen Dean. Thanks for listening.